Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Atlanta, Georgia, it's time for Health Connect South Radio. Brought to you by Sherwick Media, your health and wellness content specialist. Health Connect South is to serve the health community as a sustainable platform for regional health collaborations. Through our collective work, we seek to broadly define and advance the Southeast role in the future of health. Serving as a gateway between health industry silos, we seek to provide unique and meaningful partnership opportunities in health. We are pleased to share this information and these experts with you as part of our mission. Want to be part of the discussion? Join in, tweet questions and comments at HealthCon Radio. Good morning, everyone. It's C.W. Hall, your host here on Health Connect South Radio. Thanks for making us a part of your morning again today. Joined in the studios almost always by my co-host, Diana Keogh. Always a pleasure to be here. Sherwick Media Group and the sponsor who makes this program possible. So very much uh, appreciate that. And just like the introduction to the show states, we're all about breaking down the silos that exist in the healthcare arena so that organizations can come and talk about the solutions that they're working on, whether it's an academic facility doing research that will change the way health is delivered or perhaps bringing forth new medications to uh, fight a particular disease. Or maybe they're a technology company that's developing software or devices that will have a, a significant impact on the patients that have a need for their solutions. We're trying to get the word out about what they're doing, let the other organizations around the area know, hey, we're working on this. This is what we're trying to solve such that collaborations can then occur that might make all of these things come to the forefront and be available to the general population at large much more quickly and achieve greater outcomes than they might have been able to do independently of each other. And today is no different. We're going to be looking at telemedicine and uh, talking to the folks from Sky Therapist. And uh, we've got in the studio Afshan Ali and Keith Jones, The Afshan being the CEO and co-founder of the company. And then, of course, Keith is the CFO and co-founder as well. And we've talked to a company in the past uh, that uh, delivered also some some interesting innovations as it relates to uh, the use of telemedicine to deliver some healthcare in a different space. This one's focused on mental health. And I was looking at some statistics about the telemedicine industry and and where it's going, kind of where it is right now, and uh, was kind of impressed by the fact that it's moved along to the point that it is. I, I'm kind of behind in terms of becoming familiar with this kind of specialty. And it was talking about the fact that 89% of healthcare executives said they expect telemedicine to transform U.S. healthcare system in the next decade. Global telemedicine market is expected to grow from $11.6 billion in 2011 to $27.3 billion in 2016, so clearly growing. Uh, number of patients using telehealth services growing from $7 million in 2018 up from 350,000 in 2013. So clearly many, many, many people are becoming more involved with it. And the folks here with Sky Therapist are really positioned to begin delivering some great service to folks who are in need of mental health resources. And it sounds like, you know, as I got to talk to you all a few days ago, there's a lot of people that are are really lacking access to a good therapist. And, and uh, your, your platform is providing both a way to choose one that's right for them, as well as get good access to care. So thanks for taking some time this morning. Thank you for having us. Shannon, we'll start with you. Tell us, kind of take us back in time a little bit. How did you get to the place here where you said, hey, I I think we need to start this platform and and deliver mental health through a telemedicine uh, application? Well, uh, Keith and I, uh, Keith, my co-founder here, uh, and I have known each other for about 15 years, and we discovered that we had a common interest in technology and uh, and mental health. Uh, We had seen in our personal and professional lives some individuals 
have some dire consequences from not having the proper support, and we connected on those points. Um, we thought there's a better way, and so we um, took time to research what was out there in terms of resources. Uh, we saw the shortage, um, the prominent shortage, and we saw the emerging trend in telemedicine, and initially we thought we'd be the early ones to put the virtual platform on <laughs> online. And uh, we, we studied those virtual <coughs> platforms that are out there and discovered that while they're offering a good service, there are some inherent flaws that we saw as an opportunity. So it's kind of how it started. Um, I actually have a bit of a background in management consulting and uh, and healthcare. Keith comes with a finance um, background and he's an entrepreneurial background as well. And so um, it was a it was a perfect storm. Um, so and a lot of my background in when I was in healthcare, uh, directly in medicine, my medical training was um, research oriented in behavioral science and in psychiatry. Well, tell me a little bit more about that, because when you were talking about your backgrounds, you didn't say anything about mental health. So tell yeah. me a little bit mm -hmm. about your background in behavioral sciences. Yeah. So um, as, a, as a student, I was working at the Center for Behavioral Neuroscience here in uh, Atlanta, and I did research around addictions um, in the behavioral uh, health sector. Um, when I went to medical school, I found myself very attracted, you know, beyond the general curriculum um, to these psychiatric sciences and neurology, so brain, how the brain works, how it uh, connects us with emotions and things. And so um, I found myself spending a lot of time in psychiatric hospitals, working with psychiatrists more and more. Um, my family has a number of psychiatrists. And so it was just a natural kind of progression. And, uh, and I ended up leaving medical school to pursue the business side of healthcare, and it ended up being a great decision for me. Now, you mentioned the fact that uh, you had some peers or friends, uh, acquaintances of yours in the past that you had seen go through some things. You know, obviously, you don't have to mention names, but can you talk a little bit about what those situations were that made you think, geez, there should be a better way than this? Well, I'll, I'll say something. I mean, I, um, you know, personally, you know, had um, have gone through some issues, you know, when I was, you know, everybody has problems when they're, you know, younger or, or I guess, or, you know, growing up. Um, yeah, but when I was, you know, 16, my father passed, uh, you know, in front of me. You know, so, um, you know, death is, you know, is a traumatic, you know, experience, right. you know, um, seeing somebody, you know, die in front of you, you especially know, is, at that age is extremely traumatic, yeah. you know. So, you know, I thought everything was okay. I was, you know, young guy, I, you know, wanted to be, you know, strong, be the man of the family and so right. forth. Uh, so I kind of ignored, you know, certain things, you know, I didn't cry, you know, I didn't express my feelings, you know, because I didn't think that that was, you know, manly to do. Um, but two months after my father passed, uh, you know, I had a breakdown <clears throat> and I actually, uh, was admitted into hospital for a little over 30 days, mm -hmm. you know, so there's really 30 days of my life that I really don't remember, you know? Um, so I don't really, you know, I was in, you know, they gave me a lot of medication and, and so forth. And then even to this day, you know, I had a, um, a friend last year in August, uh, who I'd been, you know, doing business with for a long time. You know, she was a good friend of mine. Um, and she was a builder, contractor. She had been doing well, you know, uh, for a long time. Then, you know, of course, the you know, 2008 hit, and you know, things just kind of changed. You know, uh, you know your your friends and just you know people treat you di differently. You know, so um, I had spoken to her probably <clears throat> uh, toward the middle of August, and uh, you know she seemed okay. You know, but you know I'm kind of you know I have a fairly strong personality, and 
you know, I felt that I was giving her tough love, you know, so I was like, hey, you know what, you need to, you know, get up, you can't just, you know, lay around, you, you know, things are getting better, you know, we, we're trying to put some deals together, you can, you know, get back on top, you know, right. and uh, I found out probably two weeks after that, uh, that her uh, daughter, her 12 her daughter had found that uh, she had killed herself, you know, when she came home from school, you mm -hmm. know, so, uh, but the problem was, what I didn't know, okay, is that she had been seeing a therapist, that uh, she had been taking some medication, and that she was having a bad interaction with the medication. I see. You know, one uh, of those where <laughs> that's one of the potential side effects is suicidal thoughts. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, and and then you know they had been trying to contact the therapist for almost a month, and then you know they won't be able to. See, I guess the next appointment was probably the next month. The therapist, the family contacted the therapist after she had passed, and they said, "Hey, you know she committed suicide," and they were like shocked. You know, so th th that was just this last year, you know, uh, 2014. But even prior to that, we just saw a lot of complaints out there, you know, from patients, you know, how there's a disconnect between the patient and the therapist, how, um, you know, just th there's complaints. And then there wasn't, and like I said, right now, even though there are good uh, platforms out there, mm -hmm. telemedicine platforms out there, we're not the only one. But initially when we, you know, talked about it. We thought we were going to be the only one. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah of course. The and first. Then, uh, yeah. Wait, and then there's we, a bunch out there? Yeah, oh my I gosh. was like, okay, well, so then at that point, we were like, okay, let's find, you know, what the flaws are. You know, what are the complaints? Okay, it's there, the model's there, but how can we make it better? You know, how so can what were some of those complaints that you found out? The biggest complaint now, like I said, you know, one of the major, you know, platforms out there, if you're to go on their site now, and search for a therapist and say, first of all, you'd put in, okay, I'm, I live in, you know, California, um, you know, I'm suffering from anxiety. It would return you probably 70 to 80 therapists. Mm. That you have to sort through to figure Choose out who from. you even want so to So you need see to kind of engage with. them in some sort of, sort of conversation or some... Somehow, you're, you're picking. You're basically picking out a picture. <laughs> you're That's exactly. Yeah, that one looks like I can relate yeah. to them. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. A, a picture and a yeah. resume. It's not a date. Yeah, it's not. And a if it's a good site, they may have a bio or profile. You know, but it's really a lot to ask someone who's struggling with some kind of mental health challenge to go sift through seventy therapists. Yeah. And it, to say it's going to be overwhelming, right? And to say yourself that you are either you know depressed or anxiety. There could be something completely different going wrong. So, and what we saw too is that a lot of people were getting frustrated trying to find the right therapist. We have, uh, you know, somebody that you know works uh, with us. Their brother had actually went through twenty therapists, you know, and then he thought he thought he found the right one, you know. They suggested something, you know, as far as religion. I think he was, you know, um, I forgot. Atheist. Yeah, I think he was atheist or something like that. You know, so what we we try to, you know, we saw that, and we saw that there's, you know, a lot of times where people would get, you know, actually frustrated. And they really needed help, you know, but they would discontinue because they were frustrated. You know, if you're in a, in a uh, you know, a <coughs> fragile situation, you know, state of mind, you know, you're, you know, you'll give it a couple chances maybe, you know, but after a while you're, you're going to get frustrated and you're going to stop and discontinue service or discontinue uh, treatment. So, you know, that was you know, one of the main issues, you know, how could we intelligently, you know, match the patient and therapist, you know, so... Uh, we, uh, you know, employed some uh, PhD, uh, you know, psychologists and psychiatrists, and um, we had them do some research. So all of our, you know, the tools that we've developed is, you know, backed by peer-reviewed research, and then we developed the algorithms, uh, Afshan and I, to actually deliver that. So that was the main thing was the matching, 
you know, the... Uh, so it's, it's not only just finding a therapist, because you, you can find a therapist. Their availability is another question, and them being right is an, the right therapist for you is another question as well. So it's basically a compatibility algorithm that we have that's based on their approach to solving problems, their outlook on life. Is it experiential? Is it analytical? Are you a subjective person? Are you an objective person? And there's a whole framework around that that... You know, normally when you go and get a recommendation for a therapist, it might be coming from your sister or your um, mm-hmm. somebody, mm-hmm. you know, a friend. And if you're even willing to ask about it in right. the first place. That's right. exactly right. And so most people, you know, go with the recommendation that's made to them, not realizing that therapists have a dominant framework that they um, specialize in when they're delivering care. And that's a way to match up with the framework that you would prefer. So they may be um, educated and skilled in doing some others as well, but there is a dominant one. And and it kind of goes both ways too. So it's not only the patient, you know, that gets frustrated with the therapist. Sometimes the therapist gets frustrated with the uh, the patient and they say, and we've, you know, talked to them and so forth and say, hey, you know, this patient, I just can't get through to them. Yeah. You know, so... You know, that was a that's a big issue. So if you have both people, you know, they're supposed to solve their you know, life's problems and they can't communicate effectively, you know, that's an issue. That's an issue. So know. this is kind of like Match.com. Exactly. And uh, so what, if I'm actually looking for a therapist, mm-hmm. I'm on your platform, mm-hmm. what kind of questions are you asking me as a person who's looking for a therapist? So you might see a question about... Does your family history involve the way you uh, evolve the way you think to solve your problems? Do the way you interpret your dreams um, give you an idea of what's going on in your life? Um, do you have um, do you need empirical evidence to be able to follow something in terms of a framework? And hopefully they explain what empirical evidence is. Everything's in very simple terms. Very, very you know, simple terms. That's another thing too. What we kind of looked at. You know, even with navigation, you know, with some of the platforms, we want it to be very, very simple. You know, so um, as easy as, well, I'm going to hate to say um, the uh, health.gov, uh, but it, with how they developed that initially, you know, how it looked was very, very simple. One, two, three. Sure. You know, so that's how we kind of developed it. You know, so it's you know, step one, you know, find the match. Fill out a few questions, not a lot, you know, probably things like six questions. Uh, and then, you know, step two, the, the another, other step is trying to get to, you know, the root of the problem. You know, I've had, you know, friends that have been in therapy for five, six years, you know, and they're not really sure if they're getting better or not, you know. So what we've, you know, kind of done, you know, too, the second tool is for the therapist to, you know, some questions are being asked where the therapist can really kind of get to the root of the problem. So right now, if you're going to a therapist, um, your, you know, your wife may, might make you mad, you know, so in your session, you're, you're like, man, she's, you know, I want to talk about her, you know, she's <laughs> yeah. really irritating me. She's driving me crazy, you know, but that's not the root of the problem. Yeah. You know, the, the, why she's, you know, there's, there, there's that issue it could be something else, you know, so we ask, you know, it's, it's called a, um, a subtle intake assessment, uh, form, you know, so it's not, you know, the question that you normally see, oh, are you, you know, depressed? Have you thought about suicide? Are you getting sleep? It's not those, there aren't those questions. These questions are kind of like go into, um, you know, how you, you know, view, you know, certain uh, situations and, you know, who you're going to blame for this. If is it your, is it your parents or whatever. So now when, you know, to get a more effective session, you know, we created a tool where, um, you know, the therapist, you know, prior to the, to the session, you know, the therapist will look at the questions and they're kind of flagged, 
you know, so, okay, well, I'll get, let them have, you know, five or 10 minutes of what they want to initially talk about, but I need to kind of get to why they answered the question this way, this particular question this way, and why they answered this question another way, you know, so it really gets to the root of the problem, whatever, so then you can actually get a more effective session, and then, you know, if therapy is actually working, you know, over a period of time, if it's, you know, three months or six months, <coughs> you can answer the questions again and see if you're thoughts have changed, your views have changed, you know, and that's really how therapy is supposed to work. You know, your views and how you treat certain situations, the coping mechanisms are supposed to change. You should have measurable <laughs> results well, and over time. Uh, rarely do you hear about somebody graduating from therapy. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the therapist doesn't want you to graduate. <laughs> release my, I release myself <laughs> on my own recall. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> you know, uh, you're exactly right about that. Um, that, you know, first, when people get to their session, they're spending three, four, maybe even five sessions just sharing their history and sharing, you yeah. know, letting the therapist collect um, information about them before they even get to the place where we're talking about what brought you into therapy. So, you know, imagine pe someone doing that four or five times. They're going to be frustrated if they're not in the... And exhausted. Yeah. It's yeah. an exhausting yeah. process. And I'll, I'll even tell you, like when I was 16, I went to, you know, the, I had a, my breakdown. I was there for over 30 days. The only reason that I got out, whatever, I think it was either my mother was like, hey, you know, the insurance has run out, whatever, and it's, you know, it's like, I think it was like $1,000 a day. We're, we're done. You know, we can't do this anymore. If it was up to them, I'd probably still be there, <laughs> you know. Right. So there wasn't, and there wasn't any, I, was, I know I wasn't getting better. There wasn't a clear end point. No, yeah. you, take, you take these drugs, whatever, and you stay there as long as you can. We've been talking with Afshan Ali and Keith Jones, the co-founders of Sky Therapist. They're a virtual platform that's integrating telemedicine into their approach to delivering mental health care. And we were talking about the fact that one of the key strengths in their application is the fact that it gives the users the ability to do a better job of matching themselves with a therapist that has a higher likelihood of being a good fit for them. And for for a lot of the people that are listening to the show, I mean, m many of them are going to be healthcare executives and so forth, but not everybody is very familiar with telemedicine. So what exactly are we talking about? And, I mean, you know, it sounds like we're on the phone, mm -hmm. you know, um, but it's more than that. So can you share a little bit about just the technology of it, and then sure. we can kind of get down further into it? So it is, our platform offers one-on-one -on -one live therapy. There are other models out there that offer asynchronous um, support, meaning you may leave a message in a secure mailbox and it'll get answered um, sometime in the future. But we really followed the peer-reviewed research and it shows that one-on-one -on -one live therapy is as effective and in some cases even more effective than conventional methods. So we are offering um, that one-on-one -on -one live therapy plus um, three major tools. One we talked about, which was the matching of therapist to the patient. The second is the intake, um, the subtle intake assessment. And the third is a continuous care app, which will um, allow patients to take the therapy session on it, and it will provide self-care uh, prompts that can be recorded and give a way to stay in touch with the therapist when active sessions aren't, um, aren't going on. So let's say you see your therapist twice a month. Between that time, what, if, what will you be doing? So you may be you know, agreeing to go to meditation twice a week, yoga class once, going to the gym, things that are related to self-care. And so um, what it does is log those and share them with your therapist so that if there's any variations from the agreed upon regimens, it will alert your therapist and they can check in with you and see what's going on. 
So um, that's really what's going on with telemedicine. We do offer uh, the one-on-one live video support, but there's also an option to do it via um, instant messaging chat or phone. But one-on-one live video is where we where we have our most um, you know largest offering. So it'd be kind of like FaceTime or Skype yes. for someone who's listening, trying to imagine what we're talking about, sitting in front of a camera. Basically, you can see each other. Yes, secure. And is it yeah. done through your platform? So like the therapist yes. isn't necessarily giving away personal information. So you know if if they this. Um, the patient and the therapist break up or it's not working, that patient can't continue to call the personal cell phone? Yeah, it's done through our platform. It's done completely through our platform. What the patient would do is sign up for an account and then get matched, do their um, subtle intake, and before they um, start their session, they'll get to view the different profiles. They'll, um, after they do their match, they'll get three potential therapists. They can go through the profile, decide to keep them or keep looking there's um, a repertoire of them to choose from then they start the session and they get a 15 minute trial just to test out if the chemistry is right and the conversation's going the way they want it to and then they can um, you know complete the session uh, or choose to end it and try another therapist and then they can save that therapist or go on there, there could be a list of you know 50 or 100 therapists but it's going to keep on rolling because, uh, you know, it could be it's a like 90... Tinder. Yeah, like Tinder. Yeah. <laughs> Not I that I would know that. I don't that. know what you're talking about. <laughs> okay. That's a whole other oh, show. No. Yeah. In the next show. <laughs> in, in our Stay next, tuned. You know. Swipe right. <laughs> swipe right for your therapist. And you say you didn't know. I, I have I no did. idea about swipe I, right. Hold on. You do know. No, I don't. I just, I just heard the jokes. Uh, we have spooled off the rails. <laughs> So from when we talked the other day about your platform, one of the things that you mentioned is is that there is a bit of a, a shortage uh, for the providers to be available to people. And that's one of the things that we're trying to do here. And the other side of that is that the moment your focus is more in getting it out there and getting people familiar with it and building a user base through interfacing with corporations, enterprises that have employee assistance programs of which mental health is an offering so that their employees can have access. Because you talked about the fact that in many cases, particularly when a business has multiple sites and so forth, that having an, if a person does contact the EAP and they need some mental health access, that often, I guess, some of the options before this kind of availability is that a therapist was going to have to be sent out mm-hmm. to where they were and obviously cost and time and, and so forth was was dramatically impacted because then that's taking that therapist offline mm-hmm. during the travel time. They can't be helping somebody. So this kind of consolidates some of that and makes it a little bit more efficient so that a, a, a therapist, one, one that you have, is actually able to help more people. Am I on, on track there? You're right. Yeah, there is a there is um, a shortage of mental health care providers. And um, just to give you some stats about Georgia, there's a roughly 1,050 psychiatrists in the state only. And there are... The are, whole state. Mm-hmm. Wow. And 159 counties um, do not have any psychiatrists in the state of Georgia. Um, that's pretty alarming. Um, and so, you know, we're, we're dealing with that. Um, what's happening is that the psychiatric care is going more to the um, primary doctor somewhat and, um, nurse practitioners and things. And, you know, they're handling everything from, you know, family issues to different (laughs) life changes and, and prescribing the medications that go along with it. So, um, you know, there's a, there's a movement in trying to figure out how can we get people the care they need, but it's, um, you know, so when people have to, when psychiatrists or therapists have to travel, 
it only compounds the problem. So what we can see from, uh, you know, having a platform like Sky Therapist to help the corporations is that, you know, they can maybe double or even triple their load, um, the patient load and the number of patients they can see on a daily basis so that um, because they're doing it virtually. Um, when you're in a corporation, some of the benefits that you see are, you know, less time away from work. Because right. um, the employee doesn't have to go to where a therapist is, for example. Yeah, right. And, and, and they're, more, they're happier and they're more productive. Mm-hmm. You know, so I mean, it's possible for a patient to actually get access even from the privacy of their office if they absolutely. chose. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. And, and there's an average of about 26% um, decline in healthcare costs for the employer. And how are you actually credentialing these therapists? And is it just psychiatrists? Are we doing therapists? Are we doing, you know, master of social work? We're doing everything from psychiatrists and psychologists at the MD and PhD level to uh, family therapists, counselors, everything to um, in between to social workers. So um, we're working with group practices of eight or more therapists um, because that allows us to roll out a program a little bit more efficiently than it would if we were working with therapists who were running their own shop or, you know, one to two because they're typically doing their own billing, administration, mm-hmm. marketing, and they have um, dedicated resources to, uh, to you know, marketing or technology, and that includes, um, you know, some other processes for credentialing and things. So we're working with the um, each, each level, the MDs, the uh, psychologists, each level of therapist has their own different boards they have to uh, be credentialed by. And so we're we're adhering to those standards and offering our own um, for the Sky Therapist platform yeah. as well. And, and as a business model, we really want to be able to, not only for scalability, but we want to be able to really manage those uh, practices in the therapist. We want to make sure that they are delivering, you know, the best care. So if we had, if we're dealing with, you know, I hate to, not to go to say mom and pop shops, but if, you know, one to two therapists, you know, and we had a thousand therapists. It's very hard to manage that. Mm-hmm. And right now, you have current. Uh, there's one, uh, you know, major, uh, I guess, platform out right now. They have over fifty thousand therapists. It's impossible to manage that. Mm-hmm. Okay, but we can manage, um, you know, fifty, you know, practices, you know, that have, you know, um, you know, ten to fifteen, you know, um, uh, you know, therapists in their office, and we can deal with that practice. So if there's any kind of complaints and so forth, and that's another thing too that we saw. Okay, I'm you know not satisfied with my therapist. You know, do I have to call the board? Am I gonna am I gonna do all? I'm not gonna do all that. You know, but you know we really want to be you know advocates for the patient. We want to provide you know not only the best tools over for the patient, you know, but good tools to you know for the uh, for the uh, therapist as well. You know, so they can provide a good service. They you know they got into the field to to help people. You know, and sometimes maybe some get lost or whatever. But we want to make sure that uh, that we provide you know the best service and that we're Well, I was going to ask, how do you actually, um, you know, a lot of kind of concerns about therapy is privacy, you know, especially if you're working through an employer. So how does, first of all, you manage the privacy of the patient, not only through your platform, but then again through the employer? So that's a good question. The the, uh, platform provides, you know, secure HIPAA compliant high tech uh, access to the therapist. So they have a place where they can, when they're not in session, the session is secure, but when they're not in session, they can message and uh, privately and securely be returned a message by their therapist. That That is secure. Um, the concerns from the em- employers, um, it's kind of, it's kind of a transition. It's a lot about educating the, the, 
potential patients or potential clients because um, there is that stigma that's there that, you know, if my employer has um, knows that I'm getting therapy, they may think something is wrong or I might may be more apt to be laid off. So it's about education, kind of s something similar to what we're doing with um, universities. So um, the stigma in universities is 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 decreasing and that's a great thing. So we're seeing the number of uh, appointments being requested and the demand for psychologists or psychiatric care being um, higher. But, um, you know, it, that it's also about the education and, you know, removing the stigma and knowing that it's okay to seek mental health, just like it's okay to seek dental help or primary care <laughs> help and assistance. Yeah, but we've been saying that for about 50 years. Mm -hmm. You know, let's yeah. decrease the stigma. Mm -hmm. um, and then still most people pay off the, you know, cash yeah. for their sessions mm -hmm. just so it doesn't show up on their yeah. insurance. Mm -hmm. it's, it's mainly by educating, you know, and that's what, uh, you know, with the institutions that we've spoken with and the corporations that we've spoken with and it is kind of up to us and that's what we part of our site really in uh in developing the platform you know we have a blog page and a media page wherever where we can actually just you know put out just inform them you know that hey okay yes you can seek help and your employer's not going to uh you know lay you off or fire you or whatever you know so that's another part of the platform that we kind of um, you know, address as well. Now, now, you mentioned stats of the psychiatrist in Georgia. Does that mean that you're only doing Georgia right now? Or are we, you know, can I, is my ther if I sign on, is my therapist going to be in Oregon or California yeah. well, yet? Well, 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 currently, like I said, we're, our, we have a launch date of July 1st. Um, right now, we're populating the site with, uh, you know, therapists in Georgia because that's, you know, that's where you are. So we're going to, uh, we have pilot, you know, the southeast is going to be the pilot. And then, you know, because of the model, you know, that we've created, it can, and we have the resources to actually scale fairly quickly, you know, nationwide, you know, so, um, you know, we're going to, you know, make sure. And the more data that we get, um, you know, the better the tools, you know, get, the more better, you know, I mean, the, the more that we, um, I guess, know the patients and the therapists over, it's just going to get better and better. And that's how we've, the way we've actually developed the algorithms in the, in the back end. Yeah, so you, um, if you're in Georgia, you wouldn't get a, a therapist that's in Oregon right now. The law, the yeah, legislation, licensing is such, would be an issue, mm -hmm. right? Right, mm -hmm. and um, you know, there's there's over a hundred bills in 35 states that are uh, about telemedicine and better coverage and cross licensing across states. But um, right now, if you requested a therapist, um, and, and you're the you're in Georgia, you will get a therapist in Georgia, and that's changing um, quickly. You know, I heard somebody speaking um, a couple of days ago that was basically comparing the way that telemedicine is not being accepted yet to the way we all behaved about PayPal and that everybody <laughs> yeah. said there's no way people are going to give their yeah. credit card information yeah. to the internet mm -hmm. um, and that, you know, two years, three years from now, Those the payment concern, models may take over cash. Yeah. 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 Right, yeah. Absolutely. right. Yeah. Well, um, there was a saying that I read. It said your therapists are moving your their couches into your living room. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, it's, it's happening. And the technology is such that this, you know, 2015 and beyond, the internet speed and the quality of the software allow for better sessions. So, you know, telemedicine has been around for, you know, it's not any, it's not a new thing. Well, it's George Jetson had it. So. Right. Yeah, right. That's right. That were <laughs> right. kids yeah. then. Right. Yeah. So if you looked at what was available in, say, 2006, you know, there were, there's going to be problems with transmission and the quality of the session and, you know, being able to speak clearly to your provider and have, you know, cohesive conversations. That's just getting better and better. And this year we can have sessions that are 
you know, live, smooth, clear, fast, mm-hmm. and um, and it's just going to increase. It's, and it's really moving a lot faster than what people think. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, you know, the, sure, the, the, now there's with cloud computing and so forth. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, there's over, you know, 50 um, you know, percent of hospitals that have used telemedicine in some way, mm-hmm. you know, across the country, you know, and uh, I think what we looked at just recently, the number came in last week, that over last year is over 10 million people, you know, have used telemedicine, you know, in, in, in some In 2014. Way, you know, so... Um, it's, it's moving. Sometimes, you know, things can move, you know, fast around you. You just don't, you don't know until you actually, you know, are educated and you actually, you know, get on the platform. So, um, you know, there are large, you know, companies, um, I forgot what the... Uh, American Well. Yeah, American Well. That I mean, it's, it's, it's there. It's, it's really moving fast. And like I said, you can just see, just based upon, you know, the bills that are being presented, you know, and like over 135 states. I mean, p- they're really, really pushing this. And... So, and, and even the, even the the, um, uh, the Affordable Care Act, you know, really does you know address that as well. Mm-hmm. You know, so I mean, it's 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 moving. You know, and um, you may have an inclination to think this is just for the younger populations. It's technology; they're going to be more savvy with it. But you know, while while you know that's true, the older populations are going to opt for this over spending time traveling and getting to um, an in-person appointment because it's just more convenient. And requires less time. Right. Not to mention that I, you know, a lot of it is chemistry. So a lot of it is basically being in the same room with a patient that may or may not be getting better, and you know, just sitting there. It's like, you know, I always had a feeling. Um, I did therapy for a very short period of time when my parents were dying, mm-hmm. and um, I felt like all, I was paying someone to listen to me whine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, and a lot of it was, you know, body language or finding somebody that actually had you know, could actually have that chemistry. And Mm -hmm. so, I mean, on, uh, you know, FaceTime, there's so many things, those subtleties and the nuances that you miss Mm -hmm. in body language to actually know how bad somebody is or Mm -hmm. how they're suffering or maybe, you know, when you're just seeing your face, Mm -hmm. you can hide a lot on your face that you Mm -hmm. can't hide on your whole body language. So Mm -hmm. how do you actually get over that? I mean, to actually really assess a patient. So um, we were talking a little bit earlier about one of the telemedicine um, companies here in Atlanta that's sending, they're pediatric, and they're sending a nurse to the patient site um, to do the, you know, in-person assessment and communicate with the physician um, through telemedicine. With uh, psychiatric care, it's, or psychological care, um, you know, for the talk therapy sessions, we can fulfill that with something like, you know, that's like FaceTime or familiar, like Skype. When it becomes some, when it becomes, um, where you need a physical uh, observation on maybe a manic person, you know, having or a person who has grand gestures and things, um, that's going to another uh, level that may have to be in person. So, um, so you know, for the coping with life situa- with life situations that come up, or coping with, um, you know, if you have a history of a mental. Uh, illness or you've been diagnosed with a mental illness for the regular coping you know it will be fine but for when it become when it becomes something like you know mania or crisis you know, something type management yeah. and that's right, really where the intake, the, the, our intake uh, assessment is for as well you know so I mean the, 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 like I said these aren't you know just uh, you know questions that you can kind of cheat on you know if, if you answer them you know, fairly honestly, I, I, I fail all the time. Um, so, so. <laughs> well, but, you know, there's also, I mean, Dr. House, speaking of a television doctor, mm-hmm. um, yeah. you know, his whole thing is like patients lie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, do you all, with the algorithms and the questions, mm-hmm. 
I would imagine, based on your backgrounds, that you actually set it up. So it's asking the same question again and again to actually tease out the truth, right? Right. Yeah, we yeah, had yeah. It's, it's, we had people with evaluation backgrounds and who were skilled in making these kind of um, surveys and um, the nuances and how you reinforce yeah. questions, build this, um, build the actual question part and for the instrument for us. Yeah, so it's a, it's a pretty hard test. We're going to pass out the other uh, questions to everybody here. You can take it as well. Cool. We'll see what happens. <laughs> so, well, actually, it, you know, it'd be interesting to actually yeah. put those online when we yeah. when we put the blog or the um, podcast up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so actually, people could assess and actually maybe even sign on if they yeah. want to. Yeah. Um, but just um, to answer, they rate their questions, you know, on a s- graded scale, and it's different than saying. Um, yes, I'm not getting sleep, or yes, my um, alertness is uh, not what it used to be. It's not. It's They're not quantifying simply. a severity level as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I see. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We've been talking with Ashan Ali and Keith Jones of Sky Therapist. It's a virtual therapy platform that incorporates telemedicine into mental health delivery. And on the side of the therapists, h- how does that work for you all with in- with regards to engaging them to get them to become basically a part of your platform so that they're one providing services through you. Well, like I said, one thing, uh, part of Offshawn's experience is as a consultant as well, you know, so, and I have a business background, you know, so we really want these group practices to be, you know, um, just more efficient and and just better, uh, require, just deliver better service, you know, so, um, like I said, we look at group practices and how we, we had uh, spoken with a few, say for instance, and that they actually go out to see the uh, you know the patients, where they may only be able to see maybe two or three uh, a day, you know. Well, with our platform, you know, you will be able to really almost double that. And there are some actually there are some uh, you know platforms are out right now that have actually increased their bottom line by forty two percent. So what's yeah, the relationship so, like with the with the practice? So, you know, we, we go in and every group practice has different needs. So we really sit down with them and try to understand their pain points and their goals and um, communicate to them that we can offer, you know, more appointments, less cancellations. Um, there's in, They can see increased compliance with their patients. Um, they can you know, have better relationships with their patients. Those are all um, features that, you know, they'll find attractive, but, you know, there's probably better times to implement them, um, you know, one by one in some cases or all together. It's just each practice is individual. So we really try to understand them to see what they want to do with their practice. Some may say they want to um, grow it in a certain demographic. You know, there's different requirements they have. And so we really try to understand them within these service offerings. So logistically, is it a revenue sharing kind of relationship? Because uh, th- I, I would assume, I'm, I'm assuming, they're not becoming employed by mm-hmm. by mm-hmm. Sky Therapists. There's, so there's some sort of a business collaboration between you. You're bringing them patients clearly. So that's a value. Um, and helping them grow, as you described, if they want to kind of push their clinical presence into deeper into a particular set, uh, they can do that. And obviously having access to, say, corporate EAP, that's a that's a nice way to scale their practice. So I'm sure that there's some value there. But from can you talk at all? I mean, I, I don't know if it's too involved to talk about yeah, it. Is there in a case cost of, involved for the therapist? Yeah. And then as a patient, how much is it going to cost me? Well, it's the same cost uh, to the patient, you know, um, and every uh, with every practice, uh, the model as far as, um, you know, that cost is, is different. You know, it varies based upon the practice, you know, so um, so that's. Yeah. What does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, for some practices, you know, when we look at their business and what they're trying to accomplish, 
you know, some of those costs that are incurred to the uh, to the practice may differ, you know, from another practice, you know. So yeah, there's costs involved. We're not doing this for free, um, you know. So. And so is it a, on a per patient basis? I mean, you know, is it a CRM? I mean, what is what is it it's based a, on? It's a per session. Per session okay. I see. Yeah. yeah. You know, and it's interesting because this is making it easier. Your platforms make it easier for both patient and for provider. But it really seems like it's pretty um, um, intensive for you guys that you actually have to go out and sell the practices. Is there any, yes. like down the road, um, I'm sure you'll have salespeople and yeah. Um, but is there any, how are you going to make well, that process easier? Well, well, like I said, that's just, I mean, it is a, with our model, like I said, there are, are some practices, there are some platforms out right now that will have, you know, thousands of therapists, you know, which is impossible to manage, you know, um, properly. When you talk about managing, are you talking about handling a complaint of, of some kind? I'm, I, yeah. I'm having trouble and being able to interface with them and try yeah. to get uh, that fixed or even doing uh, a quality uh, assessment yeah, yeah. Right. Uh, absolutely you know okay. and, and really when it comes to vetting you know the practices we want to deal with good business people mm -hmm. you know good managers you know um, that are successful you know um, and that you know really do care about their practice and about their you know their business and that if there is a situation with a one of their therapists you know that they'll you know they'll rectify it you know and we, and we will bring a, a, um, a value you know to their practice you know, so they'll hopefully they'll you know want to make sure that our all of our patients that we bring to them are, are satisfied. You know, so and if, if, and when you're talking about you know as far as our time is concerned, yeah, Afshan and I you know can you know go ahead and see you know ten or fifteen practices you know with you know ten or fifteen you know therapists you know per we can manage that, but we can't manage sixty five. You know, so um, you know with our model, our model set up whatever we're yeah you're, we're going to have you know, sales reps, but those sales reps can handle, you know, 10 practices. Like, it's a lot easier. So when you start getting to that point where you're scaling, then you're going to have those people be in a bit of a account management role, Correct. if you will. They exactly. will be doing some measure of quality control or Absolutely. handling the customer service element of it on behalf of patients and, and I would assume to some extent on behalf of the the, the group as well. That's exactly right. Absolutely. Okay. Mm -hmm. So it'll be more than just being a salesperson. Hey, would you be interested in being a part of Sky Therapist? It'll be more like, I'm going to be collaborating with you. I'm going to be your resource. Absolutely. I see. So this seems like a complete no-brainer for therapists to be actually part of the platform, and especially as a supplement to what they're already doing. Are there are there therapists turning you down? And if so, why? Why? We haven't come across that yet. Uh, you know, we're um, you know, like so we're just now populating the site. You know, um, so I would say I would say the if there is a challenge, the only ones we've heard are we don't know whether like if we have to um, expand with in-person therapists or um, we can do the same thing with uh, virtual therapy. So their requirements, let's say in a university, for example, may require them to double their psychologist staff and provide rooms, you know, single rooms for private therapy and then group therapy. Um, you know, group therapy is somewhere we hope to go in the future, but right now we're very concentrated on one-on-one -on -one live. Um, so if right now, they, if there's any one thing, it might be, hey, can you handle group and uh, single and um we're not sure at this point if we need our therapist to be in person or it's okay to have them um, virtual. We've heard that. Interesting. So it's almost like I'm imagining like the Google Hangout commercial with all these people <laughs> kind of piping in about their 
that group. Yeah, uh, and, and like I said, that's what we had have come across with uh, some universities where, like I said, they what they want to do initially is have a group session and then have that um, you know their that patient or that student come to them you know personally. So we can handle up well, right now we can handle up to five you know in a, in a session at a time you know for you know, those universities. And you know, like I said, the universities are really really struggling right now. Okay. Um, and you know there is almost to the point where they are feeling some liability that could you know come. You know MIT had six suicides last year. You know um, you know they're you know literally we've met with um, uh, you know some universities you know in Georgia that have to double their um, you know the amount of um, therapists that they have. You know so, so where does that yeah, requirement so come from? Is that from the university itself or for, from? So there's some standards. Funding on sources. So there's some standards that are that exist for how many mental health providers there should be per you know number of students in the university. But um, just to give you an example of what um, some are doing, like George Washington University, for example, had to increase their student service fees by around sixteen hundred dollars per student per year, and they use those revenues to um, increase their uh, psychology staff, the uh, psychology and psychiatry staff. The University of California system had to do something similar like to that. I think twelve hundred mm-hmm. a year. Yeah. So you better and use it if you're going to be spending that money yeah. as a well, student. Well, they had to <laughs> increase their load by f- their uh, healthcare provider load by fifty percent, an average of fifty percent. Which cost them about seventeen million. Seventeen million, and so um, you know, and they're also increasing student fees and using the revenues to pay for this. So um, the increase in need is there. It's sometimes it's how do they want to handle it, and from a cost benefit analysis. Analysis, yeah, it makes sense for us to just use a virtual da- platform. That seems like it would solve everything else. But there's some uh, standards that may be in place that are being discussed that may say, okay, we want this many on campus live. This many um, can be virtual. You know, these type type of problems require a group. You know, it's, so those are the things that if someone doesn't like jump for joy when they see Sky Therapists immediately, um, it's it's usually something like that. But we have been getting really positive feedback, really positive, you know, yeah. from you know heads of uh, university psychiatric uh, care or psychological, you know, psychological services. Yeah, psychological services. And are there any plans to go into kind of the VA ecosystem? Yeah. So VA was actually one of the early ones to do a very large-scale study. Um, they, I think it was about 98,000 veterans that they had put through a one-on-one live and conventional therapy um, study comparing the results on depression. And they were the ones that showed um, depression did decrease actually at a slightly higher rate with the in uh, the online therapy than in person, and three months out from the end of therapy, they actually had better results than the conventional therapy, um, the, the veterans that had undergone conventional therapy. So they have a very strong case for, for using it, and there are um, calls for uh, grants and things for um, you know platforms that deliver this type of service. So we are definitely pursuing yeah. the military and veteran route. Yeah. Initially, that's what we we really wanted to kind of focus on, but you know, when things kind of uh, developed, then uh, we kind of thought more uh, universities and corporations, you know, that that B two B you know model, and then eventually, as we grow, you know, go toward the you know the VA, absolutely. Yeah, the uh, there's some programs already in place. There's a kind of a stigma in the Marines, for example, where you know if you seek therapy and nobody goes to the where the therapy is offered because if you seek it that means you really really have mm. something bad going on so they're trying to fight that but still offer like you know real men don't do real men don't we, we, do we, we, we spoke with somebody that i think it was in arizona that 
the um, I guess the commissary, wherever you get the you know the groceries at, where it was right next to the you know psycho psychological services office. So everybody would see you go into <laughs> that office, you know. So nobody wanted to be that know, person. Yeah, be that person. So that's where absolutely, uh, and especially with dealing with men, you know. Actually, when we first uh, you know thought about thought about this, you know, Afshan wanted to, you know to uh, kind of focus on male centered therapy. You know, all the men need help. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> so like, oh, but they may also be the ones that are, as you're describing, less likely to try to access point? it for food. Uh, uh, no, so my, my my view is that. Um, you know, I don't go to, to the, do uh, the doctor by myself. You know, my girlfriend says, hey, Keith, go to the doctor. <laughs> you, you know, so a lot of times, you know, the woman is the one that makes those kind of, you know, those decisions. And they kind of, you know, um, uh, remind him, I'm not going to say Mac, uh, remind him to go to the doctor and, and, and so forth. So, I mean, that's, uh, but it's, you know, it's, it's an issue, you know, that, um, uh, that, that men need to face. And, and, and when you look at the news, you know, men react differently. You know, when it comes to, you know, depression, you know, that's when you see, you know, things that happen in, you know, Santa Barbara, mm -hmm. you know, with, with that student, you know. And that's another thing, too, like with our app that we, you know, saw is that, um, you know, with, with that situation with, uh, you know, Craig Deeds, I believe, his, his son, you know, um, you know, just being able to alert your therapist, you know, say, for instance, if you're in a crisis mode, you know, instead of me dialing out, you know, five different people or calling my therapist, and I can't get in touch with them or calling my, my mother and I can't get in touch with her. We, we, there's an alert where they can alert them and say, hey, you know, it, it's time. You know, I, I, need, I need somebody to talk to. And it actually locates them as well. So that yeah, first so. session is really um, important in setting up the relationship with the therapist and for support, you know, when it's not live with the therapist. So one of the features, like Keith is saying, um, is that uh, critical care button and um, when it dials out those five people you've identified in those in your first session um, you know before you ever left you also identify the self-care tasks that you want to do on a weekly basis and those get logged and then batched out to your therapist and you know identify variations so in the first um, first one to two sessions you can really create the kind of dynamic between the therapist and the patient that you want for them to uh, you know, keep long-term therapy going on. So um, it, it, the research shows right now that if they have a positive interaction in the first two therapy sessions, that they're most likely to go on to 10 more sessions. So that's uh, that's kind of yeah, it, the experience we're trying it, to create it, for it, them. And this is something you can't cheat either. You can't say, oh, yes, uh, I was at work uh, all week, and yes, I went to the gym, you know, with the app, we can actually locate, you know, with your permission, um, and that's agreed upon between the patient and the therapist. You know, what time you were there, how long were you there, you know, and then the, the, that, is gets, that gets batched to the therapist. Interesting. And they can actually see how, you know, what's, what's going that on. That is interesting. And so you are know. you using, tech, you know, wearable technologies as well? You just, you just have to have your phone with you. It, okay. it's, your, it's your phone. So if Most. someone is saying they've gone to the gym or gone to meditation or whatever, and you've actually been at home for three days, you know, in the dark or, you know, something like that, then it would show you that. We're not integrated with uh, wearable technologies, but we do see some uh, common common features as far as Absolutely. learning more and more about the patients over time and personalizing this more and more. We're very big fans of Fitbit and yeah, uh, Jawbone, and think people and people love learning about themselves too. So, uh, the more personal that this gets, the more uh, we feel that people will get be engaged in their own mental health care just like they are in their fitness. Yeah, and and, and everybody has their phone with them. Mm -hmm. Everybody that nobody left their phone at home. Yeah, we're you know? always naked if we and, don't have and, it. Yeah, and, and right now I could go into your phone right now. I can tell you where you've been, 
you know, how long you've been there, you know, the whole deal. It's you almost know, so scary. It is scary. <laughs> At Be home, afraid. in the dark. I mean, yes, I know. <laughs> it's early, Come obviously. Out, You're getting uh, ready to go live on in July, um, so it may be ch- t- tough to answer. But uh, as far as access, what do you anticipate being the length of time from the time I say, hey, I, I need I need a therapist? Right. So there's two ways it can happen. Um, so after the patient submits their in, uh, matching form, the questions of that, they'll get returned three top matching therapists, um, you know, the ones you can swipe left or, right, right. or save on. But um, each of those will show you, are they available right now or make an appointment? So the make an appointment will open up to a calendar feature where you'll see that person's availability to do sessions um, for that week. And, or you can, if it says available now, you'll go on and fill your uh, intake form. The therapist will see the results of that and the flags, and then you'll go right into a session. Mm. And so you say in between, then there is some measure of communication back and forth by text or chat or other right. kind of written correspondence kind of stuff. So um, there will be the self-care tests that are agreed upon during the, yeah. s- the first session. Um, the therapist will keep an eye on whether these are getting adhered to. Um, so if there's any variance, they'll be aware of that. And then they can choose to message on a secure platform that we have um, as part of the, the therapist's uh, account and patient management portal. And as we talked about when we uh, spoke last week, uh, one of the things we want to try to do for everybody that's here is is to talk about resources that you need. So where does that sit for you all? Um, as a startup, I would assume funding and to, to do some scalability is probably on the list. But are there other items um, that you have that, that would be useful to you to be able to really make this thing work? Yeah, we would love to talk, sit down and talk with corporations and academic institutions that are looking to pl- uh, provide additional mental health support for for their, you know, either employees or student population. Um, that's one we are busy meeting with group practices, but always willing to meet more. We're kind, of, we're looking for eight or more therapists in the group practice for a variety of reasons. Um, but you know, we, we would like to help them grow and understand their goals and, um, you know, streamline their workflow in the ways that they can, they can envision. So, um, that's a lot of what we need. Yeah. Um, and I I guess we, I mean, yeah, we have a lot of resources. Um, uh, I'm not sure what funding. Yeah, probably, you know, if so, we're not going to turn down a big bag of money. (laughs) (laughs) Of course. And and just for the the sake of the listeners, because they can't see how young both of you are. I'm not young. (laughs) Yes. I just, my birthday was like Friday. Well, happy birthday. Thank you. But you are. I mean, (laughs) you both are very young. Um, And I'm not saying very young, like just out of school, but Mm -hmm. it's remarkable what you have accomplished. So how have you, I mean, what investors have you had to actually get this platform up and going? I mean, how have you actually funded what you've done so far? Yeah, yeah, right now we're self, yeah, right, right now we're self-funded, you know, so... As far as um, how we came so far, we just worked really hard. Yeah, you know, I mean, we, we've we, had we, some we investor it. meetings. Um, they weren't necessarily the right marriage, um, yeah. but, you know, and we're definitely open but not actively seeking at this point. We're, mm-hmm. we're, get, we're wanting to get it to a, cer- to a certain point, and we're really focused on that. And so that's what that's the place we're at right now. You know, it, six months from now, that could change. Yeah. Um, but right now we're focused on getting our platform to the level populated certain way sessions and have uh, uh, reportable uh, results that we can 
share with investors. Yeah, perfecting later. The, the product, you know, um, and uh, we have a lot of we've we've just we went through I guess Offshore went through a, a program, you know, Launchpad, and you know through that we've actually come up with a lot of resources. You know, you know our attorney and we and everybody that we kind of meet with, you know, they were very excited about it, you know, about the platform, and and they've really opened up, you know, their uh, you know their rolodex to us, and and they've they've been um, you know critical to. Where you kind of come is from. mental health where you're going to stay, or, or do you anticipate adding other types of health service through your platform? You know, I think it's important to be uh, whatever your business you get into. You know, because when you're, uh, you know, when you work when you work for yourself, it's a business that you're in all the time. You know, that you're working 12, 15 hours a day. You know, so when we first started this, we wanted to get in something that we could work at all the time. So I think mental health is you know pretty much where we're going to stay. That's what we're passionate about, and we really do believe that we can make a change. You know. Um, yeah, and you know a lot of these platforms are set up to um, to collect data, so uh, you know to basically help you know population health and you know manage your what you're doing. What type of data are you collecting on both therapist therapy side and also the patient side? So um, on the patient side, uh, basically the intake that we described to you. Uh, and a version of that that will kind of be like a CRM system that says, okay, those are, um, you know, you'll respond after the after the session, give some results. How do you feel about these particular areas that were identified? And then the improvement over one, two, three sessions and, and over time. So that will help us know, you know, where the, where, it'll help us know more about the patient and where the areas of focus are. And it will help us personalize our app even more our web and app even more yeah i'm, I'm just thinking about <laughs> and this is going to be like one of those the swipe so right thing yeah. we'll go ahead and spill it no, I mean, it's almost like you need to have like a place on your on your website or on your platform where wives you know how we always say don't try to fix me mm-hmm. um where we can just go and vent <laughs> <laughs> This is my piece of this therapy session. This is not my piece. Yeah. And I feel much better, thanks. You know, once we get one-on-one live therapy, you know, perfected the way we'd we'd like, and, you know, it's kind of running like a well-oiled machine, you know, group therapy and forums are, you know, definitely in the future. It's something that provides support. Sometimes it can be asynchronous. There's um, cost benefits sometimes to them. Uh, We wanted to go where the research supports the product, and so that's why we've entered into this, into this particular space. But we are, we are looking at those as viable expansion options. Oh well, that's good to know. <laughs> well, tell everybody where they go to get some information if they want to link up with you and uh, learn more, whether I'm a therapist or a university business or whatever it may be. www.skytherapist.com, or you can check us out on our Facebook page as well, Sky Therapist Inc. And we'll make sure that we tie in with you on social media. I know you're on LinkedIn also. We're already tied in with you there. And if you haven't done so already, make sure you link up with us. The show is at HealthCon Radio on Twitter. Um, You can also find information about Health Connect South. Uh, If you look up healthconnectsouth.com, you can get tuned into that platform and let people know, hey, we we would like to come and talk about our health solution that we're providing here in the city. We would love to get information out about what you're doing and what you need to try to help us all be a little bit more healthy here in the Atlanta area. Anything? Well, I was going to say, I mean, a lot of times before we interview people, they're practicing, they have notes. And is there anything that we haven't asked you all that you wanted to make sure that you shared before we go off air here? 
No, I think we covered everything. I think we covered everything. The main theme is we're advocates for the patients, and we have a variety of ways to do that, and we're focused on helping practices reach their goals as well. So that's our that's our message as we leave. Well, Afshan Ali and Keith Jones of Sky Therapist, thanks for taking some time. I know you all are busy getting things going and ready to launch here in July, and so we really appreciate you coming out to share about your platform. I think it's pretty cool, and it's uh, certainly a pleasure to be able to help people learn that this is here and uh, to the benefit of the, their company's employees and university students and so forth, so it's great to have you here. How about you, Diane? Anything else? No, I'm just, um, you know, I've known Ashan for, what, almost a year and a half now mm-hmm. since you've oh, been wow. developing this. So mm-hmm. I'm just, I'm so pleased. I mean, and I say young because compared to CW and myself, um, you are young. <laughs> but it's what you've accomplished is really remarkable. And so, you know, I know that there's, as an entrepreneur myself, there's days where you you don't think that you forget how far you've come. And, you know, from the building to the concept to the build, Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It's Mental Health Awareness Week, and so we're doubly thrilled to be here, and we appreciate you guys having us on the show. We work hard. Well, <laughs> thanks, to sh- <laughs> thanks so much to Sherwick Media Group for making this show possible. Thank you to the folks from Sky Therapy, th- Sky Therapist for uh, taking some time to join us on the show today. Make sure you make an appointment to see us same time, same place next week. We'll see you then. This show is brought to you by Sherwick Media. Sherwick is the health and wellness solution, content that inspires change. Learn more at www.sherwick.com. That's sharewik.com. And link up with us on Facebook and Twitter.